listening to the show with Sam and Joe. This is episode 279 for March 13th, 2020. This week, we talk about specialized meals for your gut, drunk shopping, being gay 100 years ago, toilet paper preferences, kitchen cleaners, and drag race drama. So stick around for the show. One, two, three, clap. Ah, well. Wash your hands. You just touched yourself. Last people, I didn't touch myself. How did, uh, did you, did you think I did touched myself? Did you not clap? Uh, no, I, I clapped. That's, you touched yourself. Oh, I thought you were, I thought you meant my penis. Well, I mean, I don't know. Honey. My, I don't know what you do I don't know where the, my penis is. It ran away. <laughs> it's gone forever. Wash your fucking um, hands. We should just like say that at the uh, beginning of every episode for the next like four yeah, months. Yeah, we should just run that as a PSA. Run, wash your hands and... Stay home if you're sick. Just stay home in general. Us introverts have been doing this for hundreds of thousands of years. Honey, let me show you how it's done. <laughs> make, make just enough to get Medicaid. Mm-hmm. Honey, don't ever leave. And marry rich and uh, <laughs> never leave. Where's How are you? How's that working for you? Oh, honey, I haven't talked to a man in weeks. <laughs> I'm, honestly, it's been it's been good. I I don't know if you ever did this when you were single. I know it's like hard to think about you being single now. Um, but back in the in the ye old golden days, um, when you probably used dating apps like Grinder, um, mm-hmm. I, I go in phases of like I want attention, and then I'm like I'm I just am not in the mood for weeks, and I've been not in the mood to talk to men, sure, or see butts or dicks for weeks and i I just i don't know that's fair i don't know if it's if if that's like it for everyone i don't really know because i've been on antidepressants for so long that my sex drive is just like weird and so i don't know what quote normal is for a 26 year old i just assume they're fucking like rabbits and i'm here just like staying indoors playing my nintendo switch so it's different for everyone i guess you know i guess but anyway you shouldn't be hooking up right now because that is human on human contact and the worst sexually transmitted disease. So no disease. problem for you, I guess. <laughs> Honey, I'm telling other so people. nothing I'm to not, worry about. I'm telling myself. You're you know, going to be the last person. Can you imagine catching coronavirus, COVID-19 from like getting rimmed? That'd be so sad. I'm imagining it for sure. <laughs> I was just, I'm thinking, I'm trying to imagine how germs work. I don't know. I mean, I know you can't, you I mean, obviously I'm surprised would we're get not, it. I'm surprised we're not getting more diseases from licking buttholes, but that's a whole different topic. I mean, I have, so I'm not from licking, but. But what? Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> Do you know what? I tried to look for articles this week. I sk- like five out of my seven articles are coronavirus related because that's just what the news is. Well, yeah, that's, that's what, what everyone's talking about. Days. I think we, um, we should talk about toilet paper, first of all. I, as two people who own bidets, let me tell you, did I, did I mention this last week? I've had multiple people who, when I first got a bidet, were like reading me for it and being like, you don't need this. It's weird. It's gross. Blah, blah, blah. I don't want water shooting up my ass. I've had like at least two or three people who shunned me for having a bidet, like when I got it a year and a half ago or whatever, hit me up and ask me where I got my bidet because everyone's fucking worried about toilet paper right now. And I'm just like, fuck you. You yucked my yum. I'm going to tell you exactly where I got my bidet because I enjoy it, even though I hate you. So I've seen people just been getting in the shower and hosing their butt off afterward. I mean, 
That's what someone I saw someone suggested on Twitter today, and I was like, "That's called a bidet. You can put one on your toilet." Yeah, you can put one on a toilet, and it doesn't involve you taking off all your clothes and getting your entire body wet. Oh my god, that can just you sounds like too much work. That also, we should say neither one of us is taking coronavirus lightly. No, no, we no, may no. say stuff, you know, but don't panic, but don't I, take I think it lightly. We're the same. Right. You don't want to spread it to people who could get seriously sick from it, mm-hmm. which is one of my biggest problems is people are like, oh, I'm still going to book my flights. I don't care if I get sick because blah, blah, blah. I'm I'm young and healthy and it's just going to be like a cold. Right. And it's like, yeah, but you're going to with that attitude, you're going to go out the next day. You're going to get an old person sick and they're going to be in serious trouble. Right. Just, and the hospitals are going to be overloaded and mm-hmm. it's not going to be cute. Just because you so, don't care about getting sick doesn't mean that you can't be a carrier to accidentally get someone else sick that is immunocompromised, that's older, that's more susceptible. So you got to, you know, get your head out of your ass and don't be fucking selfish and think about how it impacts the people around you, you piece of shit. You know? What kind of toilet paper do you do you use when you need it, though? So I so the reason why I wanted to talk about toilet paper is because people are hoarding toilet paper, which is stupid. And so I was like, why are people doing this? And then I was like. Well, as someone who has a bidet, I use a lot less toilet paper than I did before. And so, like, I'm not worried. I already have toilet paper. Like, it's fine. Um, So I looked it up, and apparently the average American uses about 100 rolls of toilet paper every year. And that... Wow, are you coming here with the... I'm coming in here with facts. And these facts... Wait, you've got articles and shit this week? Well, I had... This is the one thing I was like, you know what? Maybe I should talk about this. (laughs) Well, I'm proud. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Thank you. You know, I learned how to read just to read about toilet paper. That's where I am in my life. Yeah. So a hundred toilet, a hundred rolls of toilet paper a year is about two rolls of toilet paper every week. And I'm like, really? Like, that's a lot of toilet paper every single week. Can you like, does that sound right? Like two rolls of toilet paper, two whole rolls of toilet paper for every person every single week. In a year. Yeah, that's excessive. Yeah. When you think about like what toilet paper is made up of, you know, like trees and shit. Mm -hmm. You're like, that's a lot of trees per person. Yeah. Right. I don't know how much we use. I should keep track of it. Well, but I do want to say we so we get Charmin. We're bougie. Ooh. And I know when I lived on my own, I just got I just used like sandpaper I found in a dumpster. What's the really shitty toilet paper that they use in like truck stop bathrooms? That's oh, it's like brand. It doesn't have a brand name. It's just like it's like no. It's I mean, I'm Scott's. sure it does. Scott's toilet oh. paper is the brand, and it's like one well, ply. It's like basically transparent, see through. So sad. It's like basically you're well, wiping your ass with air. And sorry, continue. Let me excuse me. Mm-hmm. Let me just interject and tell you about the best toilet paper in the world. <laughs> well, not, you're. I know. I know sponsored. you're. You're very well versed in the worst toilet paper in the world. I'm oh, sure. absolutely. Yes. But um. So Charmin usually has two different color toilet papers, the red package, the blue package. One is like super strong. One is super soft. Oh, I saw a green package of Charmin <gasps> last time we were at Target. A new color. And it was like super ultra gentle. And I was like, yes. And we got it. And it's the best toilet paper I've ever used. Oh, my God. Congra- it feels like it feels like. Um, first of all, I hate puffs with lotion. The mm. Kleenex. Because mm-hmm. it gets a shit everywhere in the air. You right. know, it's just too much. Mm-hmm. But this kind of feels like that. But like without that. But for your butthole. Like, yeah, it's like lotion-y feeling. Mm. Anyway, I recommend it. But we're <laughs> at the point where we kind of need to buy toilet paper. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, 
afraid of it now because I don't want to be I don't want to look like one of those people exactly see like the so when I was looking this stuff up about toilet paper I was like well the first thing that I heard of I I mean I've never been through any epidemic or any sort of like pandemic and in my life or whatever so I've never experienced this before but what I the the first time I heard about this was like two or three weeks ago and it's from I follow a bunch of people that live in Japan and um they were talking about how people in Japan were hoarding toilet paper and they said that it was because that there was a fake news article in Japan that said that like 90 to 100 percent of all the toilet paper in Japan was made in China and that because of the of COVID-19 of the coronavirus that and you know it was you were not going to get toilet paper anymore which caused a panic in Japan even though that news was fake that caused people to start hoarding toilet paper that was a thing that happened however there's like a psychological aspect apparently of hoarding toilet paper in times of need because apparently you want to have control over something in a situation where you actually have zero control so like hoarding toilet paper hoarding things makes it makes your brain think that you have some semblance of control over the situation which is why people do it and then i well, and you also just don't want poop on your butt well yes but like the amount of people that are hoarding toilet paper when they have plenty of toilet paper is far too much people are hoarding toilet paper i feel like people are hoarding toilet paper because of the the psychological aspect of of a pandemic and other people are hoarding toilet paper because they're panicking because other people are hoarding toilet paper. And then you have people like you who are like, I actually need toilet paper, but I don't want to look like that bitch at the store. You know? I know it's just not hipster to get it right now. Do you know? Mm-hmm. It's like just not cool. It's just not cool right now to buy TP. Although, has it hit Montana yet? Because a couple weeks ago was when things Started all like toilet paper was gone. Mm-hmm. Hand sanitizer has been gone here for like two weeks. Right. Food aisles are getting a little empty. Mm-hmm. And then Arkansas got its first case. I was talking to my friend there and it's just now started there, like mm. within the day or two. It's interesting. And so it's now like their it's... hand sanitizer is gone. Right. Right. Like people are panicking at different times, <laughs> which is very well, interesting yeah, to I see mean... since we're all like interconnected on the Internet. Like I've seen people, you know, well, like, like people's grocery stores have been, you know, people have been hoarding toilet paper in other places. The thing is, is that Montana doesn't have a I mean, we probably have people that are infected, but we don't have a, quote, confirmed case by the Montana Department of Health and Human Services yet. So let me tell you, they didn't even send y'all any tests, probably. Well, that's let me the, tell you, that's the they're thing. having. They're going to squeeze your balls and tell you to cough. That's what they're going to do for you. Honey, no, they're going to take us out back in the general store and have a horse kick us in the balls. That's what they're going to do. That's how we got it done here in Montana. They're going to give you some sorghum? Molasses. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't molasses make you have diarrhea? I don't know. Would you know even if you... Well, that's the thing. It's, it's the it's just another Tuesday for me. That's right. what that is. I was going to say, how would you know? Uh, that's what do I did it. But no, so we don't have a quote confirmed case of COVID-19 here in Montana. It's going to happen, obviously. Like Washington State has it. I think South Dakota has it. It's either South or North Dakota. But we as a state, we don't have it yet. There was there was a little bit of news a couple days ago, I think, that someone who used to live in Montana got tested positive but i think they were living in dc and they haven't been to montana in like a year oh well thanks for that yeah so you can have them it's fine thanks <laughs> but i'm I, essentially i'm treating this as 
a I'm going to get this eventually, but I want to um, prevent it for as long as possible, you know, and stop it. Like people should have the mindset of if I get it, I want it to stop with me. Exactly. If I get it, I want to like be in a position where I can self quarantine like people are doing. But I feel like it's right. I feel like it's ignorance. And I feel like it's not a good idea to go about the world being like, oh, I'm healthy. I'm young. I'm going to go about my day. I'm not going to get it when it's like, well, I mean, I feel like there's a there's a decent possibility that people are going to get it or at least you're going to pass it to someone. I don't think they're afraid. I don't think they're afraid of getting like I think like there's a lot of young people who are like, I'm I fully am going to get it and I want to get it over with. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, well, good, you know, good for you for being in good health and whatever. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people aren't. Right. Right. I understand that because I kind of feel like I want to I want to just get it and get it over with. However, at least I know that if and when I do get infected, I'm going to be responsible and self-quarantine and monitor my symptoms and not go out in the world and try to, you know, have it stop with me as you were talking about. I feel like that's super important. And, you know, you, you don't want to accidentally infect people that are more susceptible. Like, you got to think about, you know, things other than yourself, when, you know, in this situation. It's, it's interesting to see how we've been talking about this for like a month on the podcast. And right. It's interesting to see how our conversation has developed right around it because at first it was like oh god here we go and now it's like okay it's more real (laughs) i was already i was always kind of serious about it in the sense that you know i said 2020 has been trying to kill me so far and right and so you're just you're just not surprised i'm scrambling scrambling. Mm -hmm. and i'm still getting over the bronchitis so i would not like to get sick but right anyway I do have a couple articles that are not about coronavirus. What? I didn't know those existed. One's about pooping in a thing. Okay, well, Um, that's close enough. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Have you heard about, um, what's this called? It's called Day 2. What? There's one called Day 2. There's one called Viome. One called Somagen. Wait, are these Um, those things where, like, you poop in a jar and you send it to a scientist? You poop in a jar, you send it to a lab, and it... So these these started as, like... You don't actually like, poop in a jar, okay? I just imagine uh, people you poop shitting, in a vial. shitting in a mason jar and then giving it to USPS and having them deal with it. There's a video that shows you how to do it. You, I like, don't, lay this thing across the toilet that, that catches your poop as it falls out of your butt. I just imagine they should just send you a cat box. You shit in the cat box, and then you <laughs> sift it out. You just scratch it out. You just cover it up, and then mail the whole cat box. We've down. lost every single listener this week. They're gone. They're that's gone. Fine. Listen, if you want a break from the news right now, you're getting it. So that's what it is. But this all started as it was like targeted towards people with diabetes, people mm-hmm. who have to monitor their their blood glucose because it it analyzes your gut biome. Right. Um. This I'm reading this article on Medium. I'm kind of condensing it. Obvi. Obvi. Uh, they say, if you pick any two people, you share over 99% of your DNA, but only 10% of the same microbes. So, mm-hmm. you know, the shit that's grown in us is very different person to person. So the things we eat affect all of us really differently. Right. And that goes with like maintaining stable blood glucose levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and they say that it's not for just for diabetics. It's linked to everything from cancer risk, obesity, depression, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, so... With day two, you poop in your thing, you send in your poop, and it gives you, like, um, suggestions for meals that have to do with your blood glucose. Yeah. Uh, but the person who's writing this is imagining a world where 
We do this. It tells us our gut biome and then restaurants cater to that. So like you could get a personalized menu that's like, hey, this scores an 8.7 with your microbiome out of 10. So this would be good for you. This one, you know, is going to make your blood glucose probably spike more, Mm -hmm. etc. So you could say it's a personalized poo poo platter. Oh, my God. Title. (laughs) I'll write it down. Title, yeah. Pin um, that one. Well, like, you know how restaurants, like some restaurants have um, uh, like meals that are associated with Weight Watchers. Like they give you the amount of points. Like they have a special like, oh, Weight Watchers right. menu. It could be like that only for your colon or whatever, right? Or you like can look at the menu with your Google glasses on. Oh my God. And you see the little, your little poop numbers beside mm-hmm. it. Oh, I love a good poop number. I know you do. Have you heard of sleep number beds? Get ready for poop We number. have one. What's your poop number, Joe? My sleep number is like 90. But what's your poop I like number? my bed hard. Honey, just like your men. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and on top of that, we have the Tempur-Pedic. Why do you have, how do you have two? What? The Tempur-Pedic's not a mattress. It's like a cover. Oh. Uh, like a thing that sits, like it's the Tempur-Pedic um, God, what's it mattress like being topper? rich? I like, I sleep on a fucking bale of hay at night in <laughs> Listen, my barn. I earned this. I slept on an <laughs> Ikea bed. My back is a is an S. <laughs> and not like an in-out S, like a side-to-side S. Well, okay? I mean, I imagine that because I just imagine that Arkans- the Arkansas public school system probably couldn't afford scoliosis screening. So I absolutely believe that you're, you have an S oh my curve God. in your spine. I hated scoliosis screenings. We did have them, surprisingly. But you know how you had to, like, bend over? Honey, you're used to that. Well, I mean, I wasn't in high school. But I'm okay. I just, it was so weird. It was just, I feel like they were always, like, I don't know. I didn't like my spine touched. (laughs) I mean, who does? Well, some people. Well, it's also, like, when you're in elementary school and you're doing the scoliosis screening, you don't even know what the fuck scoliosis is. So if you, like... If the nurse, if the school nurse tells you that you have scoliosis, you like, you think it's a fucking scarlet letter, like you're going to pass it on to someone. Like, you don't understand well, that in fourth grade. Well, they just give you these numbers, like four, seven, eight, and you're like, I don't know what that means. Well. Did they not tell you? I don't think they told us. Maybe because I have a oh. perfect spine. I didn't need, uh, didn't need anything. They were just, it was like a cold metal ruler, lifted up our shirt, put it on our backs, and we're like, seven, six, four, next. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know. I don't know. And mine was always like 22, negative 47, (laughs) 6. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) What does this mean? Okay. It means that you need to get your back run over by the school bus. That's what you need. Honey, that's how I got here. I mean, oh my God. Speaking of, uh, sorry, I'm tangenting. I'm spiraling. That's what I mean. I'm That's fucking fine. spiraling. We're done with that poop article. I closed uh, it already. <laughs> actually, it's gone. <laughs> I mean, I read the I read the title and I closed um, it. So my great grandmother in um in elementary school, I think I remember hearing this story from both my mom and my grandma. So this is my great grandmother back in ye olden days in like either North Dakota or Montana. They used to take your tonsils out at public school. Like, they used to, like, have a line of kids. They're like, okay, it's time oh, to take my. your tonsils and use, out. Like, the, the, I bet they used, like, the same pair of scissors on oh, everybody. Oh, yeah. Like, there, I'm sure oh, there was no God. numbing. They just, like, opened no. your mouth and snipped them out. And then you went straight back to fucking class. Can you imagine? I don't believe it. I can't believe that. <laughs> I just imagine everyone got, like, a fucking infection from that. But that used to be a thing, like... 
like I don't know in the early aughts and like late nineties at least. Like my sister got her tonsils taken. Not not at public school. She went to like the oral surgeon. Right, obviously. But I don't cause... hear about like kids going to the hospital and getting their tonsils taken out when they're like eight anymore that's well like i not feel a like thing. it's a last resort thing now well i think people are realizing that your the tonsils aren't they part of your lymphatic system aren't they like don't they do some sort of good for you in terms Honey, of infection? there's no telling Med- medical science is a mystery i don't know i'm i wish we were still in that bloodletting phase and leeches oh honey leeches love that love they that had leeches us. on an episode of dr k Oh, yeah, they did. They, they like, that a couple used times. leeches on animals and stuff. And I'm like, animal science is, like, 1720 shit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They right. don't know what they're doing. Honey, it's a, it's a, it's fucking bad. Anyways, um, would you ever send your poop in the mail to someone, Joe? I'm all about this. I am 100%. Do you know what? So we were talking about getting nauseous. Mm-hmm. Recently this week. Sam's been nauseous this week. I've been nauseous this week. It's just another like, week for us. They it, shit gets me and mm-hmm. Instagram knows it and Instagram gives me an ad for it. I got this Instagram ad that was like herbal mushrooms will make you happy and energetic. And I was uh, like, I was at my lowest. I was <laughs> nauseous. Vulnerable. I felt like I was floating, pulled up Amazon <laughs> before I even knew it. I'd ordered some like chopped up herbal mushrooms. Oh, honey. They are literally here today. I You're, have, getting gooped, You're getting honey, gooped, honey. You're getting gooped. I got 100 percent gooped. <laughs> One hundred percent goop. Gwyneth, and I don't know up. how Instagram knew. All my Instagram ads. When you're gay, all your Instagram ads are for underwear. I and I don't even. I don't buy underwear online. I mm-hmm. don't know why it gives me these ads, but it knows I'm gay, and so it gives me underwear ads. Well, it's probably because that Amazon has is the only non-sentient slash sentient being on earth that's probably listened to every episode of the podcast and the amount of times that we've talked about you buying underwear in the kids section at target is far too much so that's probably what it understood the one thing it got out of out of you know analyzing you is underwear probably that's probably that's true. what happened anyway but on that day on tuesday it was when, like you must you your be lowest. feeling sick we're giving you mushrooms today <laughs> i have a whole fuck i've got like 200 pills of these things well, anyway, I guess we we have a we know what your next phase is going to be, and it's going to be a fucking mushroom, goop mushroom mushroom phase. It's supposed <laughs> to give me energy, immunity from what? Um, uh, the world. <laughs> if you haven't noticed, the world's trying to kill you. It's called um, antioxidants. <laughs> Honey, well, I can't wait to listen to this for the next <laughs> month. <laughs> I am like, we're so ready for these to make me sick. There's too. like, there's a mushroom tea by like a brand that I can't think of right now that's really popular. And it's like, it's another one of those like goopy fucking, I don't know. There's some vegans that are into it. I'm not saying that all vegans are like anti-vaxxers, but like go to YouTube, honey. Like, there's a large majority. But they all are like super into this like... Uh, like it's called four sigmatic that's what it is four sigmatic and it's like a it's like um it's like a mushroom tea mushroom coffee they make a bunch of weird like mushroom drinks apparently my parents used to brew mushroom tea i mean honey to deal with both you and your sister growing up i would take psychedelics (laughs) psychedelics any any day in my life like you would go in the utility room and there was this big jar of like fungusy mushrooms and they would like brew it what the i don't know fuck? they had and like everyone in the community had to like share the mushrooms it wasn't like psychedelic or anything it was just like herbal i had no idea shit. you lived on a commune honey 
<laughs> Let me tell you, it so, was just like that movie, The Village. Oh, The Village People? No, that would have been more fun. <laughs> it's not like that. Um. Okay, r- regardless, I've seen... I would be lying if I didn't think about sending my poop in the mail to a scientist. Because I, mean, I think the more you know about your body, the better you can take care of it. Your hashtag gut flora, as they say, your microbiome, the bacteria in your colon, your your shit shoot. You know, let me tell you a little story about the bacteria in your colon. It is honey. Everyone keeps talking about how World War Three is going to happen. It's been happening and it's inside of my colon for like 10 years. Um, They did talk about kefir in that article. Oh. Which I try to drink like three to four times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, being a good thing. They talked mm-hmm. about it being a good thing. So, gotcha. But they said they said something about probiotic pills not making a difference. But I guess I think that all depends too. Well, let us know what your success rate is with these fucking mushroom tablets. Honey, I'm going to take them <laughs> one day. I'll probably, they'll probably make me throw up and I'll probably be over it. Well, and they'll sit in my nightstand for four months and they'll finally throw them away. I mean, maybe Piggy will like them. I don't know. No. Use them as a dog treat. No. That's probably illegal. Um, Speaking of, I don't know. Whatever. Not the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Um, This is from WWD Women's Wear Daily. Uh, drunk shopping is a $44.9 billion industry in the U.S. What? Yeah. So people get drunk and they shop. So it says it's decreased in the past year. It's at 22.9% of people do it compared to 264 in 2019. Um, the average spending on drug purchases has increased from 674 to 768 Okay. I guess that's yearly. It doesn't say. Mm-hmm. Uh, in total, Americans spend $44.9 billion on drunk purchases in the last year. Millennials and Gen X are consuming the highest number of alcoholic drinks per week, with an average of 8.85 drinks. Um, and in total, almost 70% of Americans drink at least one alcohol beverage a week. Okay. I love statistics. I love that. I love that for me. So, um, uh, wait, so are you talking? I'm, I'm confused. I'm confused about the numbers you threw at me because my brain sure, can't Sure, I am them. too. This is not a science magazine. <laughs> and we are not a science too. podcast. Um, um, what, which numbers are you confused about? So, okay, they don't I, add up, that's are, for sure. Honey. I did the math. This shit don't add up. (laughs) Um, So I I thought, are you talking about people getting drunk and going to the grocery store? Okay, so it doesn't specify. I think a lot of this must be online shopping. But they do say, they mention, well, they mention Nordstrom and Nordstrom has in-store bars. They kind of say it as like a joke. But I think, I would assume most of this happens online. Okay. Um, It says... Notably, men account for over half of drunk purchases in shoes, clothes, and accessories Mm -hmm. at 45.4% compared to 20.2% of women. Mm -hmm. That doesn't add up to 100%, by the way. But Hmm. um, (laughs) they talk about car-related purchases, vacations, and then, like I said, shoes, clothes, accessories, and millennials are the most prone to drunk shopping. 42.1% of us admit to drunk shopping. Okay, so I'm I'm definitely assuming most of this is probably online shopping, but... I would assume. I would hope. Have you ever been drunk at a grocery store before? I've been drunk everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Honey. When I was 21 and 22. It'd be easier to tell you where I haven't been drunk. Let me tell you what. 
I used to love when you're in a city and you can walk places. Mm-hmm. It's really lovely to just like I get it. Get shit faced and sure wander I only somewhere. Did it, like a handful of times. Yeah, because I get over it really fast. Mm-hmm. But I I've done it online. I definitely have been susceptible to like have getting a little tipsy and then like buying a whole bunch of weird stuff on eBay and then like Is that what happened with the mushroom tablets, Joe? No, that was just like that was pain induced. I haven't <laughs> had a drink in like two years probably. Oh, look at you. I She's just so healthy. It's just I just don't well, yeah, it does make me feel unhealthy. But also I just don't. I mean, you have other problems to deal with, you know? I have, I literally, I'm just like, which one of these? <laughs> that alcohol ain't gonna help shit with your it's microbiome. It's like, which medica- medication is this gonna fuck with, you know? Uh-huh. So I just don't. Well, that that's but, what I was getting at, is that I, I don't live, like, I live in a place where I have to drive my car to the grocery store. And although yeah. Montana is one of the top places with, like, drinking and driving, because we're a massive state with no public transportation. So, like, people... Like, if they want to go to the bar, they have to drive to the bar and then get drunk. And if they want to get home, they have to drive (laughs) home. So it's like not a good recipe. Um, So, no, I I, I don't remember the last time I was like, I mean, I'm like Joe in the sense where I don't get drunk very often because I'm boring and I just don't drink. Um, But, yeah, I, I, I imagine a lot of this is probably people getting inebriated and like buying up to 100 bidets off of Amazon for no reason. I don't know. I love, like, just even thinking about having a glass of wine and shopping online. Well, like, that I... sounds like so much. Like, that sounds better than, like, having a glass of wine and having to go somewhere. Right. Like, or being at a party and having a glass of wine. Nothing's nothing's better wanna... than drunk drunk buying. There's just, there isn't no, a care in the world. Because there's no regret. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you get a surprise in the mail. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I don't know how hard you're drinking. I don't know if you're getting you get blacked little, out or you don't remember. You get a little something. You get, like, a little keychain from China. It's like Christmas with a hangover. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it's presents. Yeah, I was it's, like, it's a... wait, I don't... You had to think about it for a little bit. You got it. You got there. I'm proud of you. I got there. I got there. Well, anyway, (sighs) I I think that's the only reason I would drink these days. If I could, if it, if I like, it would definitely help with big purchases. Do you know what I mean? Like if we, if I were going to buy a house, I think (laughs) I would probably get drunk and then buy a house off of Amazon. Yeah. I think I would probably (laughs) like have a sip and then buy the house. Just a little sip, a little sip. I just imagine all these people imagining you drinking Boone's Farm like it's 2008. Oh, my God. You know, I haven't had Boone's Farm in like a decade. And well, I get a tweet about it like once a week. You know, you did this Honey, to yourself. I, it's that and I Furbies. did it to myself. Brenty, let me tell you. I'm surprised you week. haven't drop kicked her out of your apartment yet. I really want to set her on fire. But since we live in condos, like there's no really yard for me to do that legally. Just do it in the street at like 3 a.m. If you have, I think I've said this before, if anyone has a house in the D.C. area that I can go to and burn a Furby in your backyard, let me know. An odd request, but what I'm not surprised that Joe would be asking. If you have an outdoor space, (laughs) let me know. If you have an old patio, an alleyway, anything. Anywhere. God. Well, those are my only stories not related to coronavirus. Well, you know what is also... Bad, like coronavirus. What? Drag Race. Have you watched? No, I actually don't want to. Do you know how hard it is to watch this season? Okay, so I went on to VH1 and it was like, like it even had the thing for you to click the episode. And every time I clicked it, 
it would immediately go to like there's something wrong with their player mm. and it would immediately send me to um untucked and i was like i don't want to see this yet i haven't watched the fucking show <laughs> you've given up and so i fucking and then with all the stuff that all the drama i was like i oh, you know what i might skip this season well yeah so that's what i was going to talk about is they the amount of drama that is that is um percolated that's a good word that's percolated to the top before even like the first episode even aired we had two episodes um I, I just I was curious how much you knew and what your opinions were and what your thoughts were. Um, I've read all the stuff. I read the apologies, the, the non apologies, read the BuzzFeed article. And I just I just didn't even want to participate. Right. Do you know it, what I mean? It's like pretty I fucking just gross. wanted Yeah, I just did not wanna even think about it. Right. So I think but, a lot you of people know, are in, like in the same boat as you. Or it's kind of tainted appro- this season. I do appreciate that the show like addressed it and was like, she's disqualified from winning. You know, I don't know. It's it's a mess. Right. And I feel like it is going to affect the whole season, even if they don't want it to. Right. And it's just it just makes me not even want to watch it. It's like, what do you do? Like, it's been like the show's been in the can for like six months at least. Yeah. You know, like, do you rehire? If you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Sherry Pie is a fucking sexual predator. That's what we're talking about. Also, Sherry Pie, completely different drag queen than Sherry Vine. Two totally different people. So don't go after Sherry Vine. It's Sherry Pie, the horrible knockoff. Didn't didn't another one have a situation? I don't, I didn't, was some, were someone saying stuff about Britta? Yes. So, um, I don't know anything about that. I only know the Sherry Pie stuff from secondhand. So the difference between the Sherry Pie and Britta Filter, or I'll call her Britta Filter because that's her actual name, even though she can, she can't say it on the fucking, it's just like Jan Sport. Just, just Jan and fucking Britta. She can't say it on the show? No, because, oh my God. yeah, it's like she had to change her fucking name. And everyone on the show is calling her Jan Sport, and they have to bleep out the sport at the end because it's a trademarked <laughs> fucking thing. It's oh a whole mess. Oh, my God. Um, the difference between the Sherry Pie stuff and the Brita Filter situation is that um, there's a huge, like, like a bunch of people came forward with sh- the Sherry Pie situation, and then Sherry Pie, like, admitted to all of it. Um, and then also, with the Brita Filter stuff, um, it's a lot more nuanced, and also... I'm not very good at talking about this, but two queens that really kind of um, talked about this in a really good way is uh, Monet Exchange and Bob the Drag Queen on the most recent episode of Sibling Rivalry. Um, it's their podcast. They go into kind of the difference between the Sherry Pie fiasco versus the Brita fiasco, and they have a really good um, kind of outlook on it because they're both t- they're t- the both of them are queens of color. And so is Britta Filter. And they kind of talk about accusations against um, people of color versus people who are white and how there's a bias there in terms of believability and stuff. Anyway, I, I recommend uh, listening to that because they're extremely eloquent on the subject. And I'm just not, you know, I don't know much about it. Essentially, the accusation against Britta was that she like um, she f- sucked someone's dick while they were sleeping and there was iffy consent involved in that um i didn't even know she was black there you go well i mean you haven't watched the fucking season i haven't seen any of them (laughs) i all i know is the sherry pie stuff right and and the the sherry pie stuff is sherry pie um essentially catfished people in a work environment 
um, and pretended to be Allison Mossy, um, which was like a, a like a fucking not an assistant, but someone who was like looking to find people to audition for these fake shows. And she got people to like send her fucking videos of them in compromising situations. And it's happened with like at least eight different people over the past few years. And it's just gross. I mean, there's a BuzzFeed article. Just look up Sherry Pie BuzzFeed. Essentially, what was really interesting is that she got disqualified from the fucking show. Like, she's the second queen ever on Drag Race to get DQ'd. Um, I mean, the reason why Willem got disqualified is completely different than this fiasco. Like, they shouldn't even be in the same pots together in terms of disqualification. Regardless, um, yeah, like she's on the season and she's disqualified, yet they aren't going to edit her out because like that would take so much work. And it's she's not an early out, allegedly, if you get what oh, I'm saying. Oh, really? Yeah. I hadn't heard anything about. Yeah. When she al- might leave. Allegedly, like, I feel like this is pretty common knowledge, but she um, it's difficult because she makes it pretty far, allegedly. So she's in the entire season. And there's like a story nice. arc and there's like, so it's complicated. It's not just a situation where like, oh, well, she, you know, apparently she's out episode three. And so they can just edit her out and the whole rest of the season can just play out. Like, no, like she is intermingled in the season, like throughout essentially the entire season, allegedly, according to people. And so that's why it's not just a simple cut her out of the show sort of situation, because like she's in a bunch of challenges and she's like involved in everything and the drama and the you know personal relationships so it's like you know it's it's bad and i understand why people are not going to watch um but it's also like i don't know i i know a lot of people that were watching um this this uh first episode because they split this the queens in half they had like six the first episode that were introduced and then the other seven were introduced this the second episode or whatever um, and when she was on the runway and she was like doing her confessionals, like when people were watching in bars, it was dead silent. Like people were like booing her on the television. Like it's it's a whole thing. So anyway, I definitely respect you not wanting to watch the season and also VH1 being a dipshit, not being able to yeah, figure out mostly, their player. <laughs> that's mostly the reason. I don't know if I can figure out how to record it on YouTube TV. I might. Honey, I don't even know if we let me just invite VH1. you to my Plex server. I have it on there. You oh, my it. God. It's just it's just they too want much. you to not watch the show at this point. Like, <laughs> right. it's just such a it's I'm like, so I have tainted. Time. I'm 30 something. I don't, I don't know how to for do this. this. I don't, I literally don't have time for it. If it takes me more than like five minutes to like get a show started, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to watch something else on Netflix or Hulu. You're going to go back to Great British Bake Off. God, yeah. (laughs) It's easy. Love is Blind right now. Me and Jester are watching Love is Blind. Okay. So first it was the circle that everyone was obsessed about on Twitter and everywhere. Right. Now, which I never watched. Right. I know a bunch of people who watched it. I like downloaded it for my friends because they have access to my server. And I was like, here, you guys can watch it, whatever you have access. So now everyone's fucking talking about love is blind. I don't know what it's about. Do you want to explain it to me? I know nothing. Sure. Why are people watching this show? So there's like 12 dumb guys and 12 dumb girls Uh, and they don't get to see each other. Each person of the other sex. Okay. They have dates in these rooms called pods where they can talk to each other, but they can't see each other. Okay. And then they can propose to each other 
the point is to get married. They're trying to find like this is they're scraping the bottom of the barrel. They <laughs> never mean, see each other. These people are desperate. Literally so desperate. And so like after three days, one couple decides to get married. They get engaged and then they get to see each other and they're whisked away to Mexico to like get to know each other in person as well, mm. like face to face. Um but the okay, so the whole the whole aspect is love is blind, but they're all very conventionally societally attractive. I was like, gonna say this if they're not, all like ugly, like if they're all me, I'd be into it. No, like they are they are very stereotypically by society's standards good looking people. Like that none of them are make gonna be unhappy. Right. Like I thought this was gonna like if you're if you're making a show to prove that love is blind and you can fall in love with anybody, like do it. Right. Go there. Do you See, know what I mean? I was thinking that it was like a reality TV show about people finding love that were blind. No, they no. They <laughs> all look like people from like The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. Like all these are Bachelor rejects. Cream of the crop. They do kind of look like Bachelor. I would say that. But <sighs> I Okay, it's so weird though, because there are 12 guys and 12 girls. Only like four or five of the couples get engaged. You never hear from the other people again. It's like they it's were like thrown they into exist. a. <laughs> it's like they were put into like a meat grinder or something. <laughs> and just like the world for. Some of them aren't even introduced by name. You never know who they are. You. And because and, after, after episode two, all the people engaged who have gotten engaged are engaged. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they're all in Mexico together. Mm-hmm. So we're only on episode four. So there's still drama to come. Like, a lot of the show is happening after they see each other face-to-face, and it's like, can they get married? They've got, like, 30 days to tell, and then they have their wedding. Interesting. I don't know what it is about these, like, um, like super short wedding shows. Like, people are super into, like, a lo- loads of people are into 90-day 90, 90 fiancé. Like, I know people who are fucking obsessed with that show, and it's different aspect, but it's also, like, like they meet for the first time, and they have 90 days to get married so like one can move to one country or whatever but it's also like it's kind of the same thing where they you know they're they're talking for a while and they like don't meet in person i mean i think they know what they look like cuz they're like talking online but in this situation you're saying like they don't know what they look like at all they're just like talking oh yeah they just they're in these things called pods they can hear each other but they don't see each other and yeah and oh my god there's already problems like first of all <laughs> first of all this show if I had, if someone had shown me to this show in high school, I tweeted about this. It would have made me like accept me, myself being gay. Because oh, really? You see the way that these straight people are dating, and it is so fucking painful. <laughs> like it is the most cringeworthy. Like I had to look away from the TV several times. The heterosexuality of, the of each it all. Other. And this one guy's like a player, and he thinks. He he makes like three different girls think that he's going to marry him. And then they all start talking about it outside. Oh, so they the can, girls like, mingle. can talk to each other. Oh. Right. The girls all live together and the guys all live together. And they can see each other, obviously, because they're not like dating each other. Right. Right. They can all see each other and talk about their experiences. They all get little notebooks to take notes in. Oh, I love this. That. Is I love like the notebook. first. None of them took notes in school. This is the first time they've ever written down, you know, <laughs> something in their lives. Oh, my God, though. It is so, like, cringy. Like, Ugh. so cringy. But we're we're just now getting into the meat of it. Okay. We're like, they've all gone to their to this special resort in Mexico. They're going to get to intermingle together as well. There's this one girl, Jessica. Everyone, know, everyone people tweeted me about her, too. She, every single sentence, she talks about her age. Every single sentence, she starts with, I'm 34. <laughs> Every single sinner. And the guy Me, that she when I'm chooses, 34. 
spoiler alert, the guy that she chooses, which is her second choice, is 24. Oh. And, oh, my God. All she talks about is the age difference. It like, is so annoying. Does he know that she's 34? Um. Oh, yeah. She started every sentence with that. Okay. That's so like their can, first like, conversation. That. Oh, my God. And she's there's a so I haven't gotten to the episode yet, but I, I've been looking up spoilers online because I can't help myself. Right, right. I think she lets her dog drink wine. At one point, she sounds like a from good an image time. that I saw. It's a, it's a mess. <laughs> and the guy is there's this one guy, the guy who like plays all of them. It's just the worst. Like he is 100 percent the person who hate crimed me in high school. Oh, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, my God. They're all pretty bad. I mean, <laughs> to be on this show. Do you know what I mean? So are you, are you saying that people are watching this essentially to hate watch it? I would assume. I can't is imagine it, anyone like a, actually likes it. Is it like an it's so bad, it's good sort of watching experience? It's just, it's so bad, it's bad. Like, it's not <laughs> even good. It's not even good. I'm just a little bit invested now. And mm-hmm. yeah, it makes me better feel better. It makes me feel so good about, like, being gay. Right. Like, so good. I mean, we just, you know, the first thing we do, we just send each other pictures of our buttholes and then we get married. Well, that's yeah. It. That's, those are the two steps. For us. Well, it, it sounds yeah. it sounds very heterosexual. Did you say this was on Netflix? It's on Netflix. Yeah. I'll make sure to avoid it. You should you should one hundred percent watch it. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. If we should do reviews on it instead of drag race. Oh my god. Let Is me it, tell you, it's a phenomenon. I mean, I I I only see people talking about it right now. Like first the phenomenon was the circle, and now like I can't get away from people talking about Love is Blind. Um it is, is it, horrible. it's awful um are all the episodes out or are they like releasing it every week they're all out and there's even a reunion episode oh my god so people are making they're making their way through it at their different paces yes they're just all you know most people it seems like we're getting on it a little late a lot Mm. of people have already gone through it right so we're just now that's why i don't feel bad about spoiling it i think most people have seen it but if you haven't let me tell you these spoilers aren't going to matter. Well, you're good thing to do it. when you're self-quarantined, apparently. Oh, that's true. And Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah, that's coming out so soon. It's like a week from tomorrow, right? A week from... Yeah, a week actually, from today. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. I, I'm probably publishing this on Friday, so... A that's week from, fine. quote, today, end quote. Um, I'm so excited for Animal Crossing. Oh, Me too. I'm so ready. Um, well, that sounds horrible. I'll make sure to keep it on my list of things to watch. Honey, make a note of it. <laughs> um so you aren't gonna watch drag race that's okay i don't think it's i think it's gonna be fine honestly i think you're fine without you it. can still re- you know you can still review it i mean that's what i did uh, before you were like i don't fucking watch that and then i talked about it for like 30 minutes every episode and then you tried to kill me yeah well um, no it made me interested it's only two episodes in right now and like who's your on- fave i don't really know yet like oh. i don't like it's they're all pretty middle of the pack yeah. for me it's kind of hard to tell right now but it's also like i'm not really invested because everyone's it's only two episodes so it's in so everyone's still like you know goody goody with each other everyone's best friends so like untucked is a fucking snore fest because there's no drama so i'm just waiting for the cat fights to start so i actually have something to pay attention to mm. i don't know i feel like i'm in like roman times like at the coliseum or whatever like waiting for the tiger to eat the fucking prisoner in the middle of the thing you know what i'm talking sure. about anyway yeah. I played Tomb Raider. <laughs> Is that right? Is uh, that right? In Tomb Raider 5? 
think she goes to the Coliseum. I believe you. Or four, four or five. You would expect me to know this. I, I mean, you are the the expert uh, about those I games. Think it's five. Yeah. I don't know. Should we move on to our favorite things? Sure. These are a few of our favorite things. So was Love is Blind one of your favorite things or do you have others? It was one of them, but I have one that's so much better. Okay. Well, let me go first because mine's garbage this week. Yeah, I know. Uh (laughs) It took me about 45 minutes to figure this out. Um, I didn't really have much, so I'm kind of have a cop out. My favorite thing this week is a stovetop cleaner that I started buying that works pretty well, I guess. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like a glowing review. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, well, the reason why I started using it is because um, it was the number one top-rated all-purpose cleaner on America's Test Kitchen, which is my Bible, apparently. Okay, that's fair. Um, And it just so happens to be a more, like, green cleaner. It has less harsh chemicals. Um, And it's by Method, the Method Home brand. I don't know. It, they make good soap. Do they make good soap? Is that your soap? They do make good soap, yeah. Um, And so, yeah, so they have an all-purpose cleaner, Um, like the French lavender. I don't know. I, it's good. It's just, it's good. It cuts through grease and grime. Um, Oof. Mainly, I'm using it because, like, I I have, like, an electric stovetop. Not, like, a glass stovetop, but, like, the ones with the coils. And... Every time I get, you know, shit on the stovetop and I'm spraying cleaner on it, it gets on the grates. And then the next time you turn the stove on, it like burns and smokes. And I'd like, you know, I'd rather it burn something that's, you know, not super chemically. So maybe the fumes don't, you know, lessen my lifespan nearly as much as something that, you know, anyway. Apparently this is the stuff, the stuff in this cleaner is derived from plants. So that should be better for me, right? When it gets burned and I inhale the fumes. I don't know. I'm not a we scientist. We use apple cider vinegar. I mean, y'all are bougie. We, that's not bougie. <laughs> <laughs> that's like shit. Does apple cider vinegar work? I don't know. Yeah, you spray. I think it's supposed to be good for stainless steel. Don't quote me on that. But So we spray it on our um, oven. Mm-hmm. The, the stove top, not the inside. Right. I haven't right. cleaned the inside. Um, and yeah, you just wipe it off and everything's clean. And then um, we use mint and rubbing alcohol for the countertops. What? Yeah, you can get mint-scented rubbing alcohol. Where? You spray it in a Target. Target. Well, you can also get Target. all the method shit at Target. So yeah. go to Target. Well, I'll look into it, but you know, we're pretty I'm sure sad. you'll just use vinegar or whatever. <laughs> I mean, I was I was using like fucking 409 before and it was like burning off. Oh my the, God. the fumes were probably like, you know, destroying b- brain cells in my brain. So honestly, anything else that's more, you know, naturally derived is probably better for me. So I'm making, you know, making steps in the right direction. It is so weird how like, I mean, we were brought up in like the chemical generation oh absolutely like 409 windex mm-hmm. and then you grow up and you're like hey this vinegar does the same thing right maybe you, know you I mean? shouldn't it's spray so, this everywhere yeah like i'm not what i'm not rubbing like i don't know i don't know what people thought they needed 409 to get out do you know what know. i mean Everything. i've never had a stain yeah i remember my mom used 409 on everything my mom still uses 409 on everything Oh, my God. You know that shit's, like, in your bloodstream. The oh, absolutely. The is, like, you're just going to be there forever. But also, devil's advocate here, not everything natural is good for you. You know, arsenic is, is a natural thing. Fucking kills you. But also, like, I'm pretty sure this method shit's probably better for me. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. It makes me feel better. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting gooped. You know, maybe I'm getting oh, gooped. Honey, you got mushrooms. Honey, I get. <laughs> Gwyneth Bitch, is at my door with her jade what are these egg. Mushrooms called. Let me tell you, it's a certain kind of mushroom. I'm opening up my Amazon history. Cordyceps. That's a, that's a disaster. What's it called? Cordyceps. C o r d y c e p s. Extract. Well, good luck. Cordyceps sinensis. It just reminds anyway. me of like cortisol cream. Cortis, corti, I don't know. Hydrocortisone? That's the one. Um. Anyway, that's my favorite support thing. Support strength and endurance, normal respiratory health, healthy immune system. All three of those have asterisks beside them. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> uh, well, keep us posted on your mushroom adventure, Joe. Sure. Um, anyway, clean your stovetop. Try not to breathe in the fumes. Don't breathe this as, uh, remember that? Remember the blend tech guy on YouTube? You done? I'm done. No, I don't know who that is. What, the um, Will It Blend from like 15 years ago? I didn't watch those. Okay. I, watched, I was hydraulic press. I didn't do blend. Oh, okay. There's two camps. There's hydraulic There's press and, and blend tech. Will it blend? Okay. You either like to see things mixed or like to see things smashed, but there's no overlap. It's like a Venn diagram that don't touch. Well, I mean, just I just imagine circles. you keep jacking off to that hydraulic press video of the Furby. That's a good one. I've gotten it enough times. Right. And sent to me enough times. It's probably to... burned into the back of your retinas. Yeah. I just have to close my eyes. <laughs> there it is. Like playing like a vine. Anyway. Anyway, now something good. Yeah, now um, something you have that's better. Okay, so you know I love the little library in our neighbor. There's two little libraries where uh, our place is between. And those are the th- the community libraries. You know, it's like a library on a little stand out in someone's yard. Uh, you can okay. open it up. I, you talked about this a couple of weeks ago. And aren't these supposed to be for children? No, 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 no. There's adult books in them oh pretty like much exclusively pornography <laughs> can you imagine 1950s and you just have to get a magazine oh my god um no it's there will be a couple kids books in there mm. like we we're on dolly parton's free library list for some reason from someone who used to live here and i put those in it oh that's cute um but it's like a it's a neighborhood you know library each one serves seven or eight blocks People okay. put in a book, can take a book, whatever you want. You know, Love you don't that. have to check it out. You just take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one down the street from us, I found a book called Jeb and Dash, A Diary of Gay Life, 1918 to 1945. Oh, my God. It is about a guy named Jeb. It's his actual diary. It's nonfiction. It was uh, compiled by his niece, I think. Yeah, his niece in a wrestle. Uh, after he died, she, uh, he gave her all of his diaries. He kept diaries from like the time he was 12 to like, so he was born in 1899. Oh my he God. He kept diaries from like when he was 12 to like 1960 something when he died. Like Holy shit. almost daily. So she compiled them, edited them down to like entries from when he was turning 18 uh, to like, I don't to like 45. Yeah, that's what it says in the title. Mm-hmm. But, um, I'm I'm on like 1927 right now, so I'm about halfway through the book. He's like 28 years old, but get this: he lives in D.C. He talks about places like in our neighborhood. What from a hundred years ago? Yeah, like to, it's 2020. Don't know if you knew that. What but it, he's talking about, like Meridian Hill Park was being built at that time. He talks oh about God. going up Meridian Hill, looking at the park. He talks about um, 
So Lafayette Square is where the gays used to cruise. Ooh. In like the 1920s. With their top hats. Which is literally the the park that the White House is on. So this all happened like right outside the White House. He talks about seeing Woodrow Wilson. He talks about like various buildings in the city. The Knickerbocker Theater, which is um, in Adams Morgan, which is our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Um, Like it's crazy. And it's like you don't hear what it was like being gay in the 20s, 30s, teens, you know. Especially a firsthand account. Right. And so he... He talks about like you you see him turning 18, going to college, finding out who he is, his first sexual experiences. Um, and the other guy I mentioned in the title. So it's called uh, Jeb and Dash. Dash is a guy he first meets in college, shows up later in his life. They start a relationship, um, talks about like the self-hate, you know, mm-hmm. the like way people look at you, what people call you. Um, undercover cops who try who are in Lafayette Square who try to like catch the gays. Oh my god! And arrest them. Uh, it's during prohibitions. Talks about sneaking alcohol in places. There are a lot of parallels with like. I feel like a hundred years later, there mm-hmm. are parallels of like what we go through. Right. There's still like lives. stuff that right. is extremely relatable even a hundred years later. And he says some problematic stuff. He talks. I mean, about, it was a hundred years ago. Well, he talks about problematic stuff that gays today even have, mm. like no film. Hashtag oh, no film. My God. He talks about that. There's definitely some ingrained sexism mm-hmm. in the situation, which is kind of ironic because he comes across as kind of effeminate sometimes, mm-hmm. and which a lot of us go through. You right. know, it's like self-hhate. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just fascinating. Like he'll, he'll mention really an address. He'll mention an address just like he lived like not very far from where we live. Mm-hmm. Like it and it's like a glimpse into a hundred years ago, what this neighborhood looked like, what it was like being gay here. And it's just like it's mind blowing. Like it's I like didn't an, even know this book existed. It's like an know? emotional gay treasure hunt. It is it might be my favorite book I've ever read. Oh my God. That's like, awesome. And you just randomly found it in the little library on the corner. Randomly found it. Someone in our neighborhood obviously read it. And Justin's probably sick of me hearing me talk about it because I'll be reading it and I'll be like, oh, my God, he's talking about this intersection or this. They're down here this on this day. Mm-hmm. And he talks about like um, famous people who came to D.C. He actually was like an extra in a silent film. They were filming a silent film in D.C. and he got oh to God. be like in the crowd or something. And he talks about how the day went and meeting the stars and it's just very cool. And he, he works in the government, but he wants to be like a writer. Mm-hmm. So it's it's bittersweet in some ways because he never was. But now he's got like this book published through his mm-hmm. niece after he died. Um, She published it in 93, I think. So, yeah. Nice. Oh, that sounds really yeah. interesting. I'll have to look into it. Jeb and Dash, A Diary of Gay Life, 1918 to 1945. And not to be confused with Jeb Bush, different Jeb. No. Um, they're actually uh, fake names. When she oh, published okay. it, she didn't do their real names. Their real names are Carter and Isham. Who chooses Jeb? I don't know. I don't know why she chose these names. Maybe Ugh. they meant something. Big to them. mistake. But um, no, it's really. I don't know. It's really good. It sounds really interesting. I always love kind of historical nonfiction, like slice of life sort of situations like that, especially in context of like gay men a hundred years ago. 
because like that's yeah, not you something just... you hear about that's not something no. people talk about or like there's like record of i don't think about like gay history before like the 80s right do you same. know what i mean and it's yeah. like well every they existed but it like very much not talked about right like you know he gets talked about being called a fairy uh, and I'm like, oh, we're called that today. <laughs> oh, that's stuck around you know? this hundred years, like, hasn't oh, it? That's still here. Oh, but he, how he talks about like reading um, gay philosophers. He, he's got a big book collection and there are people who talk about it. And so you see progress, but it's obviously not much. It's like underground know? progress. Right. He's seen as like a, you know, an outcast and still... No, he can't come out publicly, of course. Right. Um, Interesting. Can you imagine? It's really good. Can you imagine being someone who like, I mean, obviously he was important because like, because this, this is an important subject about minority life a hundred years ago. Can you imagine some just like straight white guy keeping a diary for 60 years and it's just like him going to football games and thinking Honey, that we like. We have so many of those. <laughs> Literally. I, I mean, look imagined... at poetry. Look at any nonfiction book in the last 100 years. I it's just, just imagine the amount of people who like, I mean, I doubt anyone. I doubt a lot of people kept diaries of their entire lives. But I imagine people who thought True. they were going to be important, who kept diaries of their entire lives. And it's just like someone looked through it like years later. It's like, this is shit. <laughs> yeah. But this I obviously mean, isn't. Right. This is like. A lot of these are, a lot of the entries are left out. Like, this mm-hmm. is a regular sized novel. Right. Um, I'm sure, so sure there's it'll thousands be like, and thousands and thousands of pieces of material they could have used. So it's like different slices right. of life. She talked about like when she was editing it. Um, so she combined a few characters mm-hmm. in his life, um, like his siblings. In the book, he only has one, but in real life, he had like six. But maybe one of them was only mentioned once and it was out of context and it didn't make sense. So. She took some of those liberties to right. form the story so that we could understand it. Right, to kind of, you know? for more cohesion. Right, and she said she focused on entries, like there might only be one entry a month that is in the book, whereas, you know, in real life there were 30 entries a month. Mm-hmm. So she she wanted to focus on what it was like being gay, his relationship with Dash, and to make sure it was, like, cohesive. That so, sounds really good. It's the good. I should. I, I feel should, like uh, it should be like required LGBT reading almost. I mean, man, there's probably a list somewhere with it on it. Honey. Also, good for the niece for not being like a homophobic bitch. Like she could have just burned all these diaries. No, yeah, he like um, met with her and was like, "I want to give you my diaries." Oh, that's really I sweet. Think she was really into literature too, and I mm-hmm. feel like he knew that they were safe with her. Oh, that's so, so. cool. It's V-Good. Definitely recommend. And what's the title again? It is called Jeb and Dash, A Diary of Gay Life. Nice. Well, I'll make sure to have a link to it in our favorite thing section in our show notes. And good favorite things. I mean, good favorite thing for you. Let's just keep it there. Mm, I don't remember. Oh, yours was cleaner. (laughs) I I forgot to. I would absolutely Um, brush that out of my mind if I were you. (laughs) It's gone. Well, good favorite things. Half good favorite things. And um, yeah, good podcast. We're done here. We're done. But there will be a bonus episode this week as well for all mm-hmm. of you lovely Patreon patrons. So be checking the Patreon for that. Otherwise, we will see y'all next week. Yep, that sounds good. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.
Thanks for listening to the show. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and more at theshowsamandjoe.com. You can also support us to help keep the podcast going at our Patreon, patreon.com slash theshowsamandjoe. Patrons also gain access to exclusive content like bonus episodes, music downloads, physical rewards, and more. We also want to give a big personal thanks to the wonderful podcast patrons who have donated $5 or more. Thank you to Alex P. Alex S. Alexander P. Allison B. Andrew G. Austin D. Ben B. Brat D. Brian H. Carolyn A. Charlotte S. Chris K. Christopher C. Dallas E. David M. Duran C. Devin B. Devoy C. Dylan G. Erica V. Feliciano D. James P. John H. Joshua R. Julian S. Kylon C. Lindsay C. Manny G. Marianne G. Matthew B. Maurice W. Nick I. Nikki Q. Pablo F. Rose G. Sandra P. Scott A. Tristan T. And Zachy. As usual, thanks to all our listeners, and we'll see you all next week on The The Show. Show.